Busy people and lots of yellies, Worcester hipsters and fat up townies. We have more than pizza in common. Two rocks for bookends. New Haven, New Haven, New Haven. Between two rocks. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Between Two Rocks podcast. I am your host, Josh Levinson. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 13, unlike last episode, which I claimed was 13, but was only 12. This time, for real, it is 13. I welcome back my co-host, as almost always, Colin Ryan. Yeah, hello. Good to be here again. Yeah, pleasure to have you. Um, I just wanted to give a brief update. Uh, so last week when we were talking about me, we unearthed some old memories, and we discussed how I maybe uh, my... My best friend, when I was three years old, was hit by a truck and died. And so this tragic loss early in my in my youth, you know, maybe shaped me. So I was asking my dad about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, he wasn't really your friend. He was just some kid. <laughs> yeah, that was just some asshole he pushed in front of the truck. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I can very much live with the guilt yeah, who now. Who cares at that just point? Just a kid. Yeah, you pushed just him, you didn't kid. push him. Who cares? Yeah, right. Probably better toys. Yeah. So what was the relation to the kid? <laughs> He was a stranger. That, was he in the newspaper? Or the boy? Was, oh, the boy's dead. We don't have to discuss him anymore. <laughs> no, but I want to know why you should have been concerned initially, and now you're not concerned. Oh, we were well. Just you because he was his best friend, right? Yeah. Oh, you thought it was your best friend. That's what my mom. That's what I thought. I remember my mom saying, but mm-hmm. I might have just be making that up. No. Yeah. So. Oh, so fuck him. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved to die. Right. Oh, we're off to a good start. It's perfect. <laughs> Get the child killing out early this time. You know what I mean? Last time we had to wait 45 minutes for it. That was tough. Couldn't find that gem until had later. Had to wet that whistle away late. Anyway, so uh, you've already heard one of our guests. So we have two guests this week. And um, so first let me explain. Joker's Wild was a comedy club in New Haven, Connecticut for some number of years. I don't know. Hopefully yeah. they can inform me. Um, and so both of my guests today worked there at various times, and so they are here to discuss working there, what it was like, what happened, what we should do, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, not that Europeans are worth that much, but, you know. Um, so the f- the person you've already heard is a uh, comic for, I don't know, about 10 years? Yeah, not, well, it'll be 9 in April. 9 in April. Uh, Dan Cowway, welcome. Hello. How you doing? Ah, oh, great. Good day. Lovely President's Day. Very excited. Yeah, this is one of the best President's Day I can remember. Yeah. Temperate? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my other guest today is my roommate slash uh, muse. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and he's the co-host of the Roomies um, comedy show at the Rough Draft, which will have already happened by the time you hear this, and I assume will have gone really well. Yeah. So that was a great show, wasn't it? Killer show. Killer Everyone show. came out and they all paid. <laughs> yeah, we all made a killing <laughs> financially. Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Sasha Mikita, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me on your Edgelord Baby Killing Podcast. <laughs> hey, we're not trying to. <laughs> That's not the goal. It just came up naturally in the course of conversation, as it does. The boy was three. He wasn't really a baby anymore. I mean, he had lived. He had lived. <laughs> yeah, so he had lived a full <laughs> life. <laughs> Long, full life. I mean, his kids probably could have used that guidance, but... <laughs> yeah, sure. 
it's just i don't know it was just a conversation about how things we don't remember shaped us but you know still need to get all forlorn again already <laughs> anyway so you both worked at joker's wild at some point yes uh dan you were a general manager yeah i guess you could say that i uh Never had that title or was paid that amount of money that a general okay. manager normally makes. Yeah. But, I, yeah, ordering booze, making sure that uh, there were hosts for the weekend, all that other kind of Like Stosh? Yes. So, Stosh, you were a host there, right? Did you have other duties? Yeah, not under, not under Callaway's reign, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His iron fist reign. Yeah. yeah. No, no one wanted to host there because, like, so they didn't pay hosts. Did they pay hosts when you were hosting there? Um. I think there was a, a tiny stipend at one point. Pat was able to convince him to give like $25 for the weekend. Okay. Yeah, uh, they didn't pay hosts. So I like, everyone did it for free. And, other, and people didn't want to do it for free. But this was also 2011, I guess it was. Okay. Like before the comedy boom, if there's been a comedy boom. Sure. So like I would probably get you a meal and a couple of beers, which I, we could afford. But yeah. there was no budget for hosts. And they would, I would get turned down. But it's like, it was mostly new comics. Whereas now... Free hosting would be like, oh shit! I get to fucking host Friday three shows on a weekend. Yeah, and so I usually ended up getting stuck hosting. Exposure. They're paying me an exposure. Ah, uh, I was getting paid an exposure as well, <laughs> and I was employed there. <laughs> um, so how long did you work there for? 2010 till I think uh, 2014, going into 15. Okay, and that wasn't the first location for Joker's Wild, right? No, I guess in the 90s it was over on Crown Street, over where like Pacific Standard Tavern is and stuff like that. Okay. Because Joe Rogan talks about being there and what a shithole it was. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got beef with Connecticut for some so reason. So he's been there. Yeah. Well, yeah, the well, one that's oh, not does, the one that yeah. I worked for. He despises Connecticut in general. Yeah, is which well is known. fine. He seems yeah. like a nice guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to despise. I mean, Speaking of edge lords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and how long has it been closed now? Uh, do you know? 2000? Because I quit. Yeah, closed in... Uh, the summer of twenty, or I mean the um, the f- winter of twenty fifteen. Okay, in. yeah, I remember walking right there. around Christmas time. It just abruptly stopped, unceremoniously. Just yeah, there was sign an open on the mic. door. Yeah, I went mm-hmm. to open mic and it was just like we're closed forever. <laughs> it's good, it's too bad. That's yeah. how I would close my establishment too, though. I mean, yeah. how do you? What do you want to draw it out and yeah, make it all a sad? Award ceremony. Either or something. put a sign up or burn it to the ground. <laughs> Possible. Possible. So, but it's still sitting there. All the signage, not nothing has happened. People are still like, "Oh, you do comedy? Do you go to the uh, Joker's Wild?" <laughs> like, it's not been open in years. <laughs> yeah, though so it still looks like it could be. Well, because uh, they still own the building. So Dominic had owned the building, like even when I don't even know if you remember this when it was Delmonico's Steakhouse. I had heard of it. I don't know. So that like my... that was like a high end fucking steakhouse or whatever, high end <laughs> enough over yeah. on Worcester Street because they don't have any Worcester Street steakhouses. I yeah. guess. But the biggest problem is the parking. Yeah. If you've ever been there. So some, I guess this is a funny story. So like to get more parking spots, they had one of their friends come in and repaint the lines so that they nice. were slimmer. Yeah. But it's like, that's not how you do it. Yeah. You, yeah. You like, so like these gigantic trucks would come in and they'd be like, we can't open the fucking doors to get out of the car. It's like, yeah, I don't know. These are regulation spots. Yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> memories was uh, comedian Izzy Furlow. She was like 19 years old at the time. She pulled up in her dad's H2 and had to crawl through the back seat and escape <laughs> out of the like hatchback. <laughs> it was nice. great. True story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
parking lot monthly. Remember that was Fanoia's joke. He was like, he was like, yeah, he goes, it's great to be working at this club. He goes, I've seen it in parking lot monthly. <laughs> <laughs> Worst designs <laughs> or what? And then somebody said, hey. Hey, we had you here at the club. Don't shit on the parking lot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we watched the same car get hit twice in that parking lot. <laughs> and uh, I convinced a guy that the second person did damage to the front of the car so that they got into an argument. That was a great episode of real life trolling. Was just uh, the guy had a big dent in the front of his car. This guy just, the other guy barely grazed the back of it. And I was like, yo, check out the front too. It looks like uh, there's some damage over there. And then they got into a, a melee. <laughs> <laughs> melee needs to be used more for sure. Yeah, especially in a comedy club parking lot. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, so did any big names ever come through there where they that anyone would uh yeah, I mean when we when they first opened their big grand opening, uh they had JB Smoove come in. That was like their uh their weekend they had and uh when I was there, because there was always like smaller, bigger comics, if that makes any sense. Like people that we would know because we're comics. But like right. if you were to I ask I saw Mike Lawrence there and he was great. And yeah, he's fantastic. on like he's on Comedy Central Roast Battle, but I don't know that anybody would know who he is. Fantastic you know? comic. He's a writer for hundreds of different things. Yeah. Amy Schumer show and shit like that. Well, we had Dice Clay there in 2012, mm -hmm. even though, you know, he's back with a vengeance. But, I mean, that was a fucking, what an asshole. That was before he was back. <laughs> yeah. He was doing Tiger Woods jokes in 2012. It was groundbreaking. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just to, so, all right, Joker's Wild. It's been closed for a couple of years. Just to be clear, it was a front for the mob, right? Not necessarily. <laughs> Okay, that's good, uh, but it wasn't like really designed to make money. Exactly. No, that was well. That that was the thing. Like, when you have assets, you can take something for a loss on the books legally. Nine <laughs> times out of ten, you can do. Yeah, it wasn't uh. supposed to make money. <laughs> Which, while I was there, there was like a three-month period where the manager at the time, Pat Oates, started making money, and that was a big issue. <laughs> they had to tell him to relax. <laughs> <laughs> so was it owned by mafia characters or something or what? What was the? Um, I mean, I they never said really how how affiliated they were, but it was always implied, and I'd never seen any of it go on. What was the implication? The implication <laughs> how do you imply that? Were things that I'd heard, I'd never actually witnessed. Mm -hmm. Well, that and the owner went to jail for some yeah for some violent shit. Well, no, it wasn't. That, uh, he went for tax evasion. That's oh, the least even, violent shit. Oh, it's violent against yeah. the government. Yeah, yeah, violence against the state, dude. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't approve that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's nonviolent. And then but then he got sick, right? Yes, he got cancer. He got a uh they found a brain tumor when he was in prison and that actually got him an early release because I guess he was supposed to do 18 months and he ended up only having to do half of that. Hmm. We got uh, we did a big great front marriage. So that's a cool little loophole. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I suppose. Tumor. Well, he's dead now, so it's not a great loophole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a. It was we could find a better loophole. I'm guessing, maybe in the. We'll future. put it in the maybe pile for now until we maybe. find a better loophole. Brain tumor yeah. goes in the maybe pile. <laughs> right. Um. So he got sick. He died. Yeah. And there were new people who were running the club. They didn't own the building, though. No. So uh, Dominic had always owned the building, and then I guess once when he passed away, it reverted back to nuns. His and wife. Yeah, so she okay. she rented it out to a bunch of used car dealers. I thought right. it went back to like a convent for a second. I wasn't. It went back to nuns. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> and then oh, the nuns yeah. took oh, it over again. Mike, and uh, it was <laughs> fucking tough. <laughs> they had a tough crowd, but brutal <laughs> nuns. Yeah, part of the like it, 
when you say the mob element, it w- it's not like what you think of from the movies. This wasn't like guys in suits or whatever. This was like the biker mafia. So <laughs> it's all guys with like vest, leather vests that said like Satan's rascals or whatever and uh, pull up in their motorcycles and come in and show us their guns. <laughs> <laughs> so like a Hell's Angels type of deal, more like that. Than yeah, the- it was closer, closer okay. to that. Like um, I remember there was this guy that used to come around from the biker game named, gang named Indio. And the first time I met him, he was being like real standoffish, like he was trying to intimidate me, and it worked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he, he dropped a knife on the ground in front of me and was like, hey, my back not so good. Can you pick that up for me? <laughs> and I was like, no, what happens if I bend that over and you stab me in the back with another knife, like just trying like, to make a joke to defuse the situation? And he started laughing, and he pulled out another knife from behind his back and goes, this guy knows my trick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was insane. That's how you made a new friend. That is how I made a new friend, by, yeah. uh, by guessing the way in which he planned on murdering me. <laughs> <laughs> but he never got away with it. You, just, you look like you got a lot of blood, so... That would be tough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I can't spare much of it. Yeah, that's true. No, with Humans. all the falling on the ice you keep doing. <laughs> that's right. Oof, it was a slippery one today. That's right. <laughs> it was. Okay. Uh, so what was your favorite thing about working at Joker's Wild? Um, I'd probably say the open mic. The open mic, yeah? Yeah, I love it. Even though it was just a total shit show of like various talent and... Well, uh, I mean, I so I hosted it. And uh, so it was. I mean, the way I heard, you hosted about two thirds of it until you had about six beers, and then two thirds is generous. <laughs> I probably I'd, I'd I'd have about an hour, hour fifteen in me. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and then I wait for Dave Hintz to get there, and I go, Hintz, you want to go up next? And he'd go, Yeah. I go, All right. You got to host for the rest of the night. And he'd go, All right. And then he would, and then I'd go to the patio, and I would get smoke stoned, cigarettes. smoke yeah. cigarettes. I would come in every once in a while and see who else was up there, and. Nice. Yeah, we'd usually go until like 2 o'clock in the morning. It was Jeez. fucking yeah. incredible. Yeah, the first time I did comedy, there were probably 40 people on the list. Yeah, that's so. a, a par for the course. Yeah. Now it's the same way, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Stash? What was your favorite part? Uh, either the free booze or just the, <laughs> the stage time. They were both pretty abundant, but uh, like I'd get to do the open mic Wednesday, and then I'd be on shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. Unless I managed to book something else, like a bar show or whatever. So I just always had stage time constantly. Nice. Did they did they pack the house often? I've only been there a couple of times when Josh was doing uh an open mic and you brought like fifty people with you. Right. Uh is it was it normally it, it crowded depends. or was it dead or what? It depends on what period it was. Like um like biker gang knife dropping period. No, those were, that was Monday usually. Those were Mondays. Yeah. Mm. The club wasn't open except for bike fights. Well, that was Monday. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but those were great. No, we would paper the room. Like, open mic could be brutal. Paper the comp. room, for those who don't know, is basically giving away so many comps that you fill the room, but you didn't really sell out the room. Right. That, that was my I job. heard it on Crashing two days ago. Okay. I'm, I'm up on it. Oh, all right. Nice. There we go. <laughs> I used to call the same people... Every day, I'd have like these lists of people who came to the shows and their phone numbers, and just call all these same people and be like, "Hey, guess what? You won free tickets again!" And like to the point where people knew me by name, and they'd pick up the phone and be like, "Stash, this weekend, put me down for the Saturday." Nice. But uh, during the period where uh, where Pat Oates was allowed to advertise, we were getting like half the door 
paid for and then papering the other half and getting sellouts, which was great. That was uh, that was a great period. Except for the money laundering business. But aside from that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they made a stop because it started to make money. But um, Right. So that, what was the implication? That it was like a tax write-off or that it was uh, that they were laundering money or what? I, <laughs> what your specific guess is good. felonies <clears throat> did you say that they were? I would say tax. Well, you hear about these rumors. I, I want to dig deeper. We have sources here. Yeah. I never tried to ask or get into any of the details on it. People no. just They don't want to get whacked or yeah. whatever yeah. the kids say. <laughs> People tell me it's not supposed to make money, and then I'd go about my business. Uh, right. Cool, but I still get free wings? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while. I still get mozzarella sticks and $9 an hour? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like they brought, they brought in a pizza. They bought a pizza oven for uh, to make pizzas at a comedy club on Worcester Street. And if you know anything about Worcester Street, there's two incredibly famous pizza places. Yeah. So they, had, they brought in a pizza chef, and they were making pizzas in there. And I, like I said, I was making dick money, like absolute terrible, terrible money. So I had to eat, we had to eat out of the kitchen, whatever we could get. So like they would leave dough and like sauce and like all the shit you need to make pizzas. So I learned how to make pizza. And I so thought you were going to say you're just eating the ingredients. No, yeah. no. I'm just picturing you huddled <laughs> over a counter eating dough. So no, much dough. No, I, would learn, I, I learned to stretch a small dough to a large, uh, like, you know, those aerated pans. I was making some fucking dope ass thin crust pizza, Damn. but I was eating like three pizzas a day. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I got real big. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know. So, I, what was your least favorite thing working in Joker's Wild? Did we ever discuss that? No, Do not. Probably the winter time when they wouldn't turn the heat on in the club, and they would just have a space heater and be freezing in this brick building. This one brick room in the back of the building. That was a lot of. That was enjoyable. What was up with that green room in the back? That was. See, that was post my tenure. That oh, okay. was like trying to make it look cool. Yeah. But it just looked like a whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, it was just a weird. Was it like a good green room? It was just no, a, it was a couch. No, I liked it back there though. It was uh, <laughs> that was my domain because there was like an auxiliary fridge back there where they would put the beers that weren't selling, and mm. I was allowed to just go Bruce. at those. Yeah. Nothing but beer and pizza dough back there. <laughs> oh, you were talking about the side green room, R- R- that one. Yeah, right? not the yeah. one next to the office. No. no, that was that was short lived. <laughs> that was weird. At, at one point, they moved. Uh, we we made the green room in the back into like a smaller room for different mics, so we could have like a mic going while shows were going, um. and uh, charge people for the mic and hope that they buy beers, which they never did. But um, so we took the couches out of there and just shoved them into this corner in the back of the kitchen next to the office, right next to the world's draftiest <laughs> door. <laughs> <laughs> but it only lasted like two weeks because the headliners were like, what the fuck Why is are you this? putting this over here? This is ridiculous. Yeah. What was your least favorite, Stash? Probably the rats. <laughs> 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 um, it's weird. Like, if you went down to the basement where the storage was, it was just mud and and dirt and gaping holes in the foundation. Nice. Uh, it was it was really scary. It sounds it a lot like my house, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So was it was <laughs> it a dirt floor down there, or was it? Just yeah, it was a dirt floor, uh, super uneven. So puddles would gather, and uh, it smelled real moldy. And yeah, it was just horrible having to go down there. It just felt haunted. Yeah, creepy. Yeah, that's where all the liquor was too. All the pizza dough too. No, that was upstairs <laughs> in the fridge. No, no, what do you got poisoned? All right. Um, Somehow, what, uh, what was your favorite story of something that happened? See, I was. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Like were the crazy hijinks, or was it mostly just a lot of comics getting drunk and talking shit? No, I mean, I guess. 
this, I mean, it was New Year's Eve, right? Don was one of the nicest guys. He was so nice to me. That's yeah. all that matters, okay? So there was this one New Year's Eve. We were out front smoking cigarettes with some of his other um, biker friends. And this guy comes out, like, you know, wannabe tough guy Italian from East Haven. And he, he goes, where is Dominic? Where is Dominic? He goes, I got to He goes, I got to take care of this. He goes, I got to talk to somebody. And Dominic goes, uh, he goes, I'm right here. He goes, what's the problem? He goes, fuck you and fuck this fucking place. He goes, I'm going to make one phone call that's going to take this whole fucking place down. He goes, okay. So the dude picks his phone up. He goes, hello? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'm down here at Joker's Wild. They're treating me like fucking shit. He goes, yeah? He goes, Joker's Wild? He goes, yeah. He goes, Dominic? Yeah. He goes, he's right here. He goes, yeah. He goes, all right. He goes, somebody wants to talk to you. So he gives the phone to Dominic. He goes, hello? He goes, oh, hey. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Now he seems angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll call you. I'll call you. Okay, good. He goes, he wants to talk to you. He goes, what do you say? He goes, he wants to talk to you. He gets back on the phone. He goes, hello? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Right. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So whatever was said and whoever was on the other end of the line, perfect. Nothing like that. That was the thing. Like, I made no money. Yeah. But the shit that I was privy to was worth its weight in story gold. Yeah. For purposes like this. Now all, all of New Cashing in. Hear it. Yeah. Cashing great. in on those dividends now. Yeah, I'm Jones. making that fucking pizza dough money. <laughs> what do you, Stash? you have any crazy story you want to tell? or? Uh, I feel like I already blew that Indio story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That was good. That was good. Yeah. That was, I think that's a good story. That was my home run. I don't know. <laughs> already knocked out of the park. You're just bar- trotting around the bases right now. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, if you could go back in time and run Joker's Wild, what would you do differently? If you, if like, if you were in charge, what would you do? Um, I never really wanted to be in charge. Like, I just, I did it for the stage time and kind of right. like you just love comedy. Yeah, I didn't want. Well, let's say I was like Dan. Sorry, you're the most senior person here. Uh, we need to promote you because we don't know what we're doing around here. The so we used to have Top Draw booked it, and this guy named Tony Camacho. So the guy that booked it, he would book these old hacks, right, that would just kind of come in. And, like, you would get good Treehouse style. See, but Treehouse even now is getting – Yeah, like, they're has, getting actually has some names pretty, that have been yeah. on television and shit like that. Yeah. So, but this was, like, like road dogs, like kind of bitter road dogs that would come in. Okay. And I would have changed who booked the club. I mean, it might it would have cost more money, but you got to spend money to make money kind of kind of thing. So, I mean, yeah, I probably would have, I mean, and that's the thing, though, too, one of the things I learned about working in a restaurant, there's so much overhead in a restaurant that it's incredibly hard to even make a profit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So liquor, like everything's made on liquor. You don't make money on yeah. food. That's my first thing I would change there is is no or limited kitchen. Right. Right, right. Limited kitchen. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy when the new people took it over. They're like, we're going to make a fancier restaurant. It's like, why? Why yeah. would you think to... No, it's a comedy club. Nobody's here for better mozzarella sticks. Yeah, like... for, for me, it would be like movie theater style. You know what I mean? Like, you'd, you'd go in, uh, you'd go to a concession stand, you could order your drinks, yeah. uh, and then, like, everything that you could get at a movie theater. So, like, nachos, mozzarella sticks, popcorn, and... The, you'd save so much off the kitchen, and you're still selling these things at such an inflated rate that you could make money off of them. Yeah, um, and we still need somebody to do like the drinks. Everybody like just eating waiter. Twizzlers, as far as the eye can see. Right, <laughs> but right. also, I mean, because you know, Stosh, though, in order to have uh, the entertainment liquor license, though, you have to serve a food item. 
Yeah, those are food items. Yeah, well, you say Twizzlers? Popcorn? <laughs> Popcorn? Popcorn, oh, mozzarella sticks, corn poppers. I heard recently, actually, you have to serve a dish that has a vegetable, a starch, and a protein on it. Jalapeno to, poppers. To qualify as a restaurant. Damn, all three. Really? To get your <laughs> yeah. liquor license. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I don't. I don't want to dime on anybody, but I know a couple of places that don't do that. <laughs> oh, plenty. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty. Yeah, uh, I think. Get, I think a bunch of old places are kind of like uh, they just let it go by. No, we perform there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think that you can. You can get a pizza. Yeah, I guess if it's from another place. Yeah, if it's I the mean, one that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. But you can still order a pizza. <laughs> well, a pizza you can stick all three of those things on one. Exactly. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the goddamn truth. All right. You know what'd be great for. Uh, for like our modern day Joker's Wild, would be to buy the building that the state house is currently ocu- occupying, mm-hmm. because it's nothing but parking. It's like the perfect size for a small comedy club. Yeah, it's got a great green room. Yeah. So you're saying remove the state house? Yeah. Just turn. Yeah. Into a in my fantasy scenario, Carlos, uh, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> in, <laughs> in my fantasy scenario, us, the Joker's Wild Corporation, got to it before they did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were just Alternate like, universe. Yeah. You know, it would be great. Him. Shut down that fledgling business. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they want to do comedy. I just like it's a whole thing in terms of like it's a big room, and so the stage would, is too high. <clears throat> what's I don't seat? care about. That's fine. What's its seat or is it standing room? I haven't been over there yet. They have seats. It could probably see like 150 or so. Okay, but it Joker's, just feels Joker's like Joker's was 164 to the rafters. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, they probably could do like 300 or something. But like, I don't know. For to like be a good audience, like I did a show there and we had like maybe 60, mm-hmm. and it was fine. But it was just like too cavernous a room to yeah. not be full. Right. The you comics I mean? couldn't hear the crowd either because of the is it high because of the height. Yeah, yeah. So like Bargainer like thought he was bombing when he's doing fine because mm-hmm. it just can't hear. You know what I mean? But it's like, so for that big of a room, I think you have to hire a comic. That involves a budget, like right. a, a real budget. Right, and not then, working for the door type deal. Right, and now yeah. they're like, that's more risk-averse like situation. Yeah. So like that's, you know. It'd probably be a good room to run like a, like a one-nighter with somebody who's got a small but, not small, but like a, a niche crowd. Like how the elbow room just had Stavros Halkius from Cumtown on there. Yeah. Like, uh, that room would be perfect for him. He could take the train up from New York, uh, and then he draws wherever he goes. If your place is like a 100-seat venue, yeah. he could sell it out. Nice. Maybe even add a second show. Cool. All right. Well, welcome to Josh's comedy <laughs> <laughs> lab. I think they should put a Chipotle there. It's healthy and delicious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's already Chipotle right over there. Too far away. Too far Too away. Too far away. I got to go to the heart of downtown. It's brutal. <laughs> um. Cool. So, do you think a comedy club could exist in New Haven, or do you think that, like, especially now, like, there's Stress Factory in Ridgeport, there's Bruja, like, could it, could it even work if there was one? Yeah, I I think you'd have to do it, like, the way Fairfield Comedy Club does their shows. Yeah, dude. In showcase lobby. style. Yeah, showcase show, Um, unless you get, like, a bigger act, but, like... Because I was thinking, and I mean, because that's what like forty-five people. No, they could. Yeah, they get like they can get like ninety to hundred if they have enough chairs in there. Really? Yeah, yeah. They did because when I went to go hang out for Andy Fiore on Friday night, and they did one show at nine o'clock, and there was like eighty people there. Nice. Yeah, because they just bring out chairs. You know, it's an open enough room. Right. I guess um, they have like a banquet hall right there. So they already have chairs. Et yeah, yeah. They're down the hallway, and they send Andrew Manning. Chair logistics, huge problem. Come. <laughs> 
you say chairlift? Chair logistics. Oh, I was like, oh, wow, a chairlift? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Getting up to the fucking stage. That's what Joker Swab needed. Chairlifts. Yeah. <laughs> Get up that first stair. Um, they didn't have a high stage, though. But it'd be interesting to see. Didn't they take down the stripper thing eventually? Because there used to be a ledge yes. on the stage. <laughs> yeah, it was like a... Were you there when, when it had... Um, it was a table, like a... Like a bench attached to the stage yeah there was like a bench in front yeah that got me through my first two years of comedy because it Hell was yeah. always like the strip club reference you could make as soon as you get on the stage be like nice. hey look at me i'm the world's ugliest stripper give me your dollars <laughs> and then sometimes they would give me their dollars and those <laughs> were the, that was the most i ever got paid there <laughs> we start tipping for free drinks yeah <laughs> so you think so you think it would have to be something like run out of the yeah, yeah. Of the hotel I, I, I don't think you could like you know, own a lease a building. Yeah. Like I said, all the overhead. Because it's only, because it's like Thursday through Sunday. It's really the right. only nights you could even be running. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Wednesday through Sunday, you do a mic. Like, but that's yeah. the thing, though, too. So, like, you'd have to have some type of agreement. And that's what Treehouse does, too. I mean, they're always, they're in restaurants, and they have whatever a food and booze deal with, you know, whether it's Bobby V's and Windsor Locks yeah. or uh, whatever, that Bistro West B. Sports spot. Or, yeah. yeah, or uh, Randall's over in West Haven. Which is surprisingly incredible, considering it's in the diviest dive bar that you've ever seen before. But you see yeah. those fucking ninety-one-year-old women eating those fucking lobster rolls, and it's like <laughs> that doesn't look so bad for twenty-eight ninety-five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah painted quite a picture, man. I don't think I've been to that place. Oh, Randall's is wild. Yeah, yeah. get ready to live. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some of my best and worst sets there, so it is. I it's you. Yeah, I, I've hosted over there, and then they, I think the last time I was there, I closed it out. But the last time I hosted there, a new kid came in. I don't remember his name, but he thought he was going to reinvent comedy, and he brought up, like, a fake instrument he made. Like, it was, like, a squeeze box with a hose hooked up to it, and it was awful. Like, no one was doing anything, and he brought, like, 16 of his friends that both sat (laughs) on each side of the stage, and then he pretended to die and then had his friends carry him out to silence, and it was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, (laughs) make sure it's funny first, or even mildly amusing. People were in awe. It yeah. was funny when his oh. friends dropped him after they got out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but the audience didn't get to see that right. part. No. Yeah. no. Yeah, that was, yeah, that wasn't at Joker's. Yeah, I saw at an open <laughs> mic at Keegan's once, I saw a guy pull out like a, um, a gun. container. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was just any week probably. Um, he pulled like a small container of like macaroni salad out on stage, just started eating it. Mm. And it was just like, this is the only warm place I've been all day. <laughs> no, no, I went, no, it was a guy trying to do like anti comedy, and it's like oh. this is a shitty open mic. Like this isn't the time to like your experimental like. Nobody yeah. here is going to care. Hit the road, buddy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, comedy club could exist, sort of. Do you agree with that, Sash? In that sense, yeah, it could. Um, not the one that I want. Like, I I would really love a showcase club. Like uh, like he's saying with FCC or like something closer to the stand in in mm. New York, um, where you just you know you pay somebody to come in and do a half hour at the end of every show for the weekend, and then everyone else is doing fifteen minutes. Um, and you I do, love those shows. And you do yeah. multiple shows. Yeah. So I know Pat Oates is against it, but uh, so when, it's, it's when my you're favorite. saying showcase, what, how is it different than a than a regular? So like uh, a road club is typically, or a headliner club is typically a host, a feature act, and then a headliner. Mm-hmm. Headliner's doing 45 to an hour. The middle guy is doing 25, 30 minutes, and then the host will do like 10, 15. 
Um, so at a showcase club, it's like the host goes up there for 10, 15, and then you have a bunch of people do 15-minute sets, and then somebody do like a half hour at the end. Okay. Um, so you're seeing like the best from a bunch of different people. Uh, but we don't currently have like the talent pool that I think would support that in New Haven because it'd just be so many repeats. Yeah. And we have such a small customer base to draw on. We don't have a million tourists like New York, you know, so I don't know if it could actually work. But You're saying for audiences it's, it's repeats, not necessarily comics? Or are you saying comics? Comics and audience because okay. there's a, small ta- a smaller talent pool around here right? Um, of people who could realistically be on a club on the weekend. And, um, and then, yeah, just the audience pool is so small as well. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's interesting because College Street draws like people from out of town, right? That's not just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, but mm-hmm. how far are they I coming I saw John Mulaney out? there, but that was before. Right, but you, you know, live down the get... fucking street. Yeah, but I'm just saying he's a huge axe. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 he's saying, saying he's, they're drawing, drawing audience members from out of town. Yeah, that's what I mean? like, sure. Yeah, no, no, I'm not talking yeah, about axe. They're not like, all the Schubert and shit like that. There's no way. You know, like Book of Mormon and whatever the fuck. Yeah, people will come hang out. Yeah, people will come for a John Mulaney, but if you're running like a showcase club with somebody like. I don't know, say you bring in a Mark Normand or whatever to close out all the shows, who we love as comics, but nobody's coming from Hamden. Nobody's coming from North Haven or whatever. Well, I was, yeah, I was, th- yeah, I was thinking like Hartford. Because Hamden, I feel like Hamden's where we draw from. I mean, I hope you could get people to come from the closest town to New Haven. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> if they're not coming from Hamden, that's that's tough. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see it with a comedy club here. I mean, depending on location, Hamden's closer than other parts of New Haven. Yeah. You know? Joker's Wild worked a little bit, and because it was Italian-run, and all the customers were East Haven people who knew the owners. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, outside of one brief three-month period where we were advertising heavy, yeah, uh, it was just so many repeat customers. Interesting. So yeah. do you feel like if you continued advertising, if they could have been a, a, a running business or what? Yeah, for sure. I think if uh, if Pat Oates was allowed to manage the way he was managing, the place was on a, an uphill climb. Mm-hmm. He knew who to book because, uh, you know, he's like a veteran comic himself. He's like 12 years in. He's got a lot of connections with comics in New York. And it's only, you know, a two-hour train, li- train ride, hour-and-a-half train ride or whatever for them. So they would run up. Um, it paid enough where you could get guys on their way up but not quite at their peak yet. Mm-hmm. Um so you could get all these rising stars to come in and just put on great shows that people left with a good impression. How about guys on the downswing? Could you catch some of those? So easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what, what you really that's want. What, that's that's what it was yeah. when Danny was that's working there in Top Draw. People was, in the final act of their career. <laughs> well, that's just like, because when I was uh, first started uh, there, like Anthony DeVito used to come in and Greg Stone, and you mentioned before, like, uh, I remember Fanoia put on a show, and it was Dan Soder, Mark Norman, Matt Ruby, like all these like guys who are seller guys now, that the comedy seller you know over in New York that you know they they weren't new but they were maybe like five six years in and now they're on television they got their own shows on uh, you know XM Sirius whatever it may be so like there was that but it was it took us like me and Stosh and you know a bunch of the other comics that really cared about comedy that had their finger to the pulse to try and bring in acts that weren't like I said the bitter road comic. Like, yeah. if you don't love it, just fucking quit. Nobody cares. Like, yeah. that's even, I know no one wants to hear that, but Ari, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, 
I think it's. A I know good, your therapist. Everyone's therapist is saying everybody cares, but you got to realize that they, nobody fucking cares. Just in life, in a general principle, in life, is that or just I, well, just see, referring to comics? I know I care. That's the thing. Like I know I care, but I know there are very few people that are like me. You know what I mean? So I'm talking about the. Yeah, Dan loves comedy. I more love than I comedy. Love anything. Hi, how are you? Which nice is really hat. Not that very impressive. nice hat. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, so you think we're it's talking about people outside the window for our listeners? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Always fun to shout at people when no one else can see. It's great. Very disconcerting. Um, So you think it's better? New Haven is probably better served by this kind of model with like Fistful, where they just bring comics in Mm. for sort of like once every other week or whatever. You just kind of get like a um, Kyle Kinane or something at like Space Yeah, I mean, those shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they kill her all the time. Yeah, those shows are so much better for uh, New Haven because I, I feel like the people around here. Uh, they they want like a proven commodity if they're gonna go out and see comedy, right. yeah. which is why they'll kill it at the Schubert or College Street when like uh, um, who's that guy who tells long boring stories you like? Uh, Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, when uh, <laughs> Birbiglia comes down <laughs> or uh, John uh, Mulaney. Mike Birbiglia is funny. But, uh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't need to know his wife's first name. <laughs> I gotta be on a first name basis with a woman I never met to watch this guy's thing. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gary, you know, you know Gary Goldman's secretary's name. I mean, sometimes details matter, you know. Yeah, sometimes they do. I don't know. It's uh, it seems cheaper when he does it. Uh, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> people would come out in New Haven for a proven commodity, but I yeah. feel like nobody here is trying to take a chance on reasonably unknown headliner at a comedy club. Yeah. You know? As you we know, have experienced. Yeah. So well, I mean, that's why I was saying the thing about Stavros before. That's why yeah. the outer space or Spaceland Ballroom thing yeah. works so good um, because you're, you're, there are those audiences for those people here yeah. and they'll go out because it's not a gamble. Nobody wants to gamble $100 to go get uh, minimum two watered-down drinks or whatever, probably yeah. get charged for some of the comedians' booze that they're giving away for free and the shady bartender puts it on your tab. Like, it's just comedy clubs are so shitty. Yeah. Well, I wonder if if it was like a healthy mix. If you got people who were, if you got your headliners at a club, and then you might be able to draw people in on nights where you don't have a, a big name, just if people had fun previously. You know, right. and they're you like, oh, we're gonna go to the club. You yeah. Know? It's kind. Of, I mean, like the comedy cellar doesn't have like a giant name every you know every single show, but yeah, it's like kind of do. I mean, they kind of do. They have yeah, killer yeah. lineups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember I went to go see a show that my buddy Mike hosted one time, and it was like Michelle Wolf, Gary Goldman. Uh, Fuck, who the hell? It was like incredible, like Murderer's mm. Row. And it was like the early show at the Village Underground. And it was like, wow. Like, and then Louie yeah. was around the corner. Everybody was freaking out because they thought he was going to come in or whatever. And he yeah. I'm not showing up. Well, it's more like if you're if you're just going to New York and you're like, hey, we should go to uh, we should go to the cellar tonight. Yeah. You might just go. You might not know who's there, but mm-hmm. you're like, let's just go. So if you had a, yeah. if you had a place that had kind of like a presence in New Haven, that was you know you had there had been big names, you'd have yeah. a good time there before. People might be like, oh, let's go see comedy. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything going on tonight. It's a yeah, exactly. I know there's some show. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be really tough to do a profitable proven commodity like that in new haven because you've got a in new york these people aren't traveling the seller can have the lineups they have right. because everybody lives there right right you'd have to pay so much money to put on a seller quality show yeah. in new haven that you would never make any money off of it well i think you'd have to be a decent venue regardless of the comedy too because it's like at the cellar it's like the drinks are way overpriced and it's like you're cramped as hell like it'd have to be like a decent enough place where you can go get good drinks get good beer 
affordable yeah. enough. You know what I mean? That people would say it, it's a nice place expensive. to go anyway. Yeah. Comedy clubs are always asshole expensive. They're mm-hmm. fucking shitty. And that's the, that's why it works like that's why Cafe Nine works sometimes. Like we got our words and music show that we do, which is comedy, uh, spoken word, poetry, and then music. And so it's decently priced drinks. I love the fucking $5 I love the cover. spot. $5 cover. Yeah. And like so for the Christmas show, we had our buddy who moved to LA come in town, Rob Puglisi, and we had a halfway decent crowd because we did this new thing. Uh, so best spot at the open mic at Cafe Nine run by our friend Dan Rice wins a spot on words and music. And so luckily we had someone new that came in and brought like 25 of her friends. And so Puglisi destroyed it. He was so goddamn funny. But that's, a, that's one of the problems that I think with like showcase shows and you were kind of talking about it. So many times you see dog shit where you're just like, I'll be sitting there and I'll be on the show and I'll be like, fuck, fuck. This, I, I feel terrible. This guy's blowing it for me before I even get <laughs> to get out there. <laughs> see, I usually don't worry about it. I just worry about these people are here. Right. They're probably not going to leave, but they're also probably not going to come back. Right. So that shows right. what I'm thinking. Exactly. And of course, growing everyone goes through growing pains. Yeah. No one's great immediately, but it's just like, fuck, like, ugh, like, yeah. don't be, don't be this bad. Don't right be. Now. <laughs> 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 All right. So I was going to ask what you think will happen to Joe Gisrael, but it sounds like it's been given to some nuns. Yeah, Annunziata. Uh, so Dominic's uh, wife. Owns the building now. Oh, not not. But she always runs. talked about knocking it down and, and charging people spots. to park, which yeah. I think is going to make more money than a comedy club could ever make there. Sure, like yeah. on Pizza Street, people <laughs> come in. It's so hard to find. Way down on Pizza <laughs> 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 There's nothing sadder than the best use of this land is a parking lot. Yeah, all those Native Americans right. dead underneath the ground. <laughs> down now east in a pizza. A pizza? I don't know. <laughs> Right. So, but she hasn't. It's still no. sitting there years I think because it also costs money to raise a, because I think the building's over 150 years old. Uh, so in order to actually, like, knock it down, you need an ordinance from the city. Because it was like an old factory where a guy supposedly committed suicide in the basement, and that's why all the mice like to live there. Nice. Okay, so, <laughs> fun, fun facts. Um, last question <laughs> before we play quote-unquote games. Um, how would you assess the overall health of the comedy scene in the greater New Haven area? And what, like, what do you like about it? What, what could be better? Um, I mean, it's, it's cause it used, everyone used to, when Jokers was here, everyone used to come down to New Haven. Now yeah. everybody goes to, you know, Hartford for the elbow room or brouhaha or whatever it may be. Um, I mean the health of it, as far as like. How many comics or people that come to see shows here? What do you mean specifically by that? I mean, just the scene. I don't know. Just like uh, it's definitely not one what it once was. Yeah, I know for my mic at PST, um, you know, I've I, I don't even know how long I've been doing it. Maybe two years now, and yeah. like we average maybe twelve people, and that's nothing. Yeah, for a mic usually it usually lasts like an hour and fifteen hour and twenty. So minutes. if you ever want to do a mic and where no one will see you suffer, <laughs> right? No, if you want to fucking cut your teeth. And just in front of comics, which can be some of the most brutal shit ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> come on down. Are we selling it? I think we're selling it pretty good. Well, that's every that's, other Tuesday. It, you want to go to hell? Civic well, it's Tavern. Thing, it's the thing that me and Stash always talk about. It's like supportive mics. It's like no, you're giving these people false hope on these things yeah, that Stosh, aren't funny. Yeah, Stash hates supportive mics. They make him upset. Daddy, you know, you get good so much slower if you just go into the deep end. 
and have to learn how to swim, it's so much better than going to this thing where, like, you do five minutes, it suck, and then everyone tells you great job at the end of it. Right. And there's 60 people there, so at least 20 of them are politely laughing, so you think you did good. And, yeah, stinks. <laughs> you want to get off the stage and have a guy drop a knife in front of you. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, dude. There's got to be a middle ground. <laughs> no, no, never. No? Yeah, I remember my first open mic when we brought, like, 50 people there. Yeah, you and your other kickball buddy. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, wow, I'm good at this. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely have that false sense of confidence. It's, it's not like you can't have a good set at PST. You just have to know how to have fun and mm. sell your stuff. I have good sets there all the time, even though it's just comics in there. Um, because you, you have to dive in. You have to pull out whatever you can pull out. Dude. Yeah, pull out. Shoot it everywhere. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yum. If you get nothing from this podcast, <laughs> this seminal comedy advice. So does PSD not? I mean, is it fine for them for you to bring twelve people? Is yeah. I mean, I mean, we usually get like maybe four to six people that will hang out, and the comics are good enough to have a few drinks, and, mm-hmm. then, yeah. and then they stay open after we leave. But it's just like they the don't owner have anything. likes it too, right? Like, yeah, like Adam's I'm friends with cool. Adam. He's right. a really cool dude, and CJ, the dude that bartends. Uh, so I mean, it's just. Mics are hard, and it's like, I don't want to book a show because I'm not a draw, and I don't fucking know anybody that's a draw, so that's a fucking pain in the ass. Right. Collecting a door, you having a budget. You know some people are draw. You went to the like, Skank Fest, right? You know some <laughs> people. Yeah, but they cost money. Oh, right. <laughs> and I don't want to fucking finance the show. I just yeah, want to be honest. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So you mean top-notch free people. That's what you're looking oh, for. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about Mike. No, if you if you want to do a door deal, I'll run a door deal with fucking anybody, but I'm not putting up a budget for a show. That's horseshit. No. I, I, that's the thing. I don't want to run shows. It's yeah. miserable. Yeah, it's c- absolutely yeah. fucking miserable. There's a lot of stress involved. That's like, yeah, like like getting on stage isn't stressful enough. But also, I have a lot riding on this financially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. But that's the thing, because I would get yelled at. We would do Thursday showcases at Jokers, and they'd be yeah. like, all right, we're going to have you put on Thursday showcases, and we're gonna uh, you can make some extra money that way. And it was like, okay, well, I don't have a budget, but I guess I could have all my friends come down. And so yeah. like, you can only see Stosh... Craig Taylor, Sean Murray, fucking Matt Wally, you know, so many fucking times. It's usually I mean, now once. I'd pay top dollar for right. that. <laughs> right, right, right. But it was like, no one would come. Yeah. And then I would get yelled at. They'd be like, why don't people come? It's like, first, you don't advertise. Yeah. And two, the comics that will do it for free, no one's coming to fucking see. Yeah. So that's, and that's, that's yeah, I don't ever want to run shows. Do you think there's room in the scene for Josh's Comedy Garage? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It was a great show. Oh, yeah, DIY stuff is, like, That was great. a great show. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, no, we'll do that again. It's just the overhead of cleaning the garage <laughs> is very high. But, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, the, was, uh, it, was it a real mess in there? Was... Yeah, man, how clean do you think I keep my garage on average? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd say not very. Yeah, a lot of spiders got killed that day. Oh, you're talking about before the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking oh, no, about no, no, post-show no, cleanup. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Before the show. Yeah, it took days to clean that garage. So, like, because there would be, like, live human girls in that garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wild. I can't just have them in my you garage. You clear out is. the dead human girls yeah. before they... <laughs> right. before they yeah. <laughs> no, that's a big... you got to get them out of there right away. Yeah. <laughs> Start to smell. Especially in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sleeping for now, but... Hail Satan. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's play a game. Uh, it's called Fuck, Mary Kill. Ah. But we don't do it for people. We do it for ideas. Oh, that's easier. Yeah. No, I we try not to dehumanize people here. So. Ah, fuck. Except for kids. Um, places to do comedy in Connecticut. Mm. Fuck, Mary Kill. Mm. So, you know. 
There's I, only so many. Oh, am I gonna? I have to name some. Yeah, gonna, yeah. Oh, well, I can start if if it's easier yeah, let's, for you. Let's, let's, we don't go in I any got, order I got here. Mine all, all ready to go. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't make. Do it. you wanna? Do you wanna do? All, we usually do one at a time, but it might be easier. Oh, like uh, everyone does fuck, and then right, everyone does exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? Fuck do you is good, huh? I want to fuck a comedy club. Fuck, but like it's not your like love. You know what oh, I mean? Mary, Mary is the is, highest. Okay. Right, never, right. I, I get the game. Yeah, so I've uh, never played it before. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't. I have other things to do, like get drunk and then, you know, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but all right. I'm going to go first with fuck then. Uh, for fuck, I put uh, CT Comedy Theater. Yeah. Because it's always a pleasure uh, to do comedy there. But you don't make any money doing it, so I'm not going to settle down with CT Comedy Theater. Oh, you know? yeah. Ooh, you're a gold digger, huh? Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say I would fuck with uh, Stress Factory just because I could do the mic there, and they have real people sometimes for, yeah. for comedy. And even though it's only three minutes, it does cost $5. Still, like, you can get like a real crowd versus like a lot of other mics, you know? Uh, but they don't, you'll never get, like, I will never get anything from that. Like, they're not going to hire me or whatever. Like, they've already decided, they've already hired their three problematic comics and they're done. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah, I'd, uh, sure, I'll fuck that place. It's a nice place to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, what about, what do you got for Mary, Stash? Uh, for my Mary, uh, I put hosting trivia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the that's the best way to do comedy in Connecticut. I get to riff on the answers. I get to do crowd work, and I never have to write any jokes for it. Nice. Where do you host? Uh, my main one is uh, Brewport in Bridgeport. Okay. Uh, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. It's pretty great. All right. That could be Sasha's plug. Yeah. That yeah. mm-hmm. counts. I hope that was what you were hoping to plug. <laughs> Uh Yeah, for Mary, I mean, mine would have been CT. I loved it there, you know. Those are my people, you know, liberal, sensitive people. <laughs> oh, they are sensitive. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Woo. Yeah. Um, but I was I had a great time there. I was, you know, it was a fun place to work stuff out, you know, when people weren't freaking out. I but. wouldn't expect a comedian to say that they love the place that's full of sensitive people. Yeah. Well, I don't do a lot of problematic comedy, so it's fine for me, you know. As long as you don't mind hearing about, you know, weird shit I do on the internet, which is fine. Would Masturbate in front of your cat. I don't really do that anymore. Yeah, no. I know. You've graduated from that. <laughs> you got a girlfriend, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't mean I don't masturbate in front of my cat as an activity. <laughs> I even don't do it on stage. Oh. Yeah, I don't do oh. it as a no. I'm glad, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah no, no, I Fuck. don't want to. Listeners would have been like, what the? <laughs> yeah. um, I would marry Fairfield Comedy Club. Oh, oh yeah, nice. that's a good one, too. I love yeah. it over there. Joe and fucking great. Beecher are so great. Joe Garrick's and Beecher, even though Beecher dyed his hair gray and he looks absolutely insane now. And I told him that on Friday. Yeah. He dyed his hair gray because he turned 40, even though because he's like, you know, he's a black fella, so he doesn't even have any crow's feet. But he thinks he looks old. Yeah. He looks great. But now he looks like a crazy psychopath. Yeah, he's like a 40-year-old yogi. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, you look fucking nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of people dyeing their hair gray. That's bold. No. Women. A lot of young women dying at gray. Really? I heard there's a lot of young women just letting it go gray, but dying at gray? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Or like silver. gray pink or gray blue, but like there's a lot of silver. Yeah, a lot of the uh, otaku community. Ooh, is otaku. Is that nice? <laughs> See that? Uh, <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs> Are you talking about not being problematic? I just pretty far into the podcast where something racist happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's not bad. 
What's otaku? Just like Japanophiles, dude. Like, uh, oh, fuck. a lot of the cosplay ish type. Uh, People who fetishize Japanese culture, essentially. Oh, cool. Jerking off on feet and such. Well, I mean, fetishizes and such. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I'm not being No, that's fair. a Japanese fetish. Is that related that's not to fetishizing <laughs> Japan. <laughs> I took it too literally. I apologize. <laughs> Forgiveness, please. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> he said that he pronounced the L, so it doesn't count as uh, racist. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> he didn't. Woo! He didn't go all the. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't double down. It's uh, ah! good. Um, Mary. So we were on Mary. <laughs> we all. We already picked a Mary. We all picked a Mary. Yeah. All right. So kill. Kill. I don't know. Let me think about this. Comics. I, I will perform any. Comics. <laughs> Comics. Nice. Mohegan Sun. Oh yeah, uh, great answer. answer. Going to the casino is always unpleasant, um, and even more so at that specific place that's now called Comics Roadhouse because they're also a honky tonk bar. Ah. <laughs> but <laughs> how could we make this place worse? <laughs> Casinos are like if Disneyland wasn't fun. Like they had all the fun sucked out of them, and you're just left with fake rocks. <laughs> It's just everywhere is fake rocks and sad adults who paid way too much money to be there. It's the worst place in the world. I hate the casino, but I do like to get stoned and people watch. It is one mm. of the most fucking thing, fun things. I love it. God it's damn it. It's one of the most fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> you have to the most me. fucking thing things. that it could be. <laughs> just thinking about things to fuck, you know, this game we're playing. Just different <laughs> objects. Uh, yeah, fuck comics. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of have I agree with you, but also I will say fuck Elbow Room up in West Hartford. Really? Oh, I yeah. Mean, I went up there for uh, What's-A-Face. Yeah. Well, just more, their op- more for their open mic. The f- oh. Charging $5 for a Monday mic is oh. so, like... For a Monday bar mic on top of it? Like, yeah. Like, oh, on. it's not downstairs? It is, but it's just, it's just comics. So, wait, are they oh. charging you or they're charging, yeah. the, charging the audience? Oh, they're no, charging you yeah. to go up there. Yeah. Uh, Which like I like Stretch Factory, yeah, it's like at clubs they charge at clubs. It's it's odd to charge for a bar mic. Also, it's run by a real dirty piece of shit. (laughs) Right? Yeah, there's been some information (laughs) recently came out about the guy who runs it, who you know grubs ladies. Oh, really? Yeah. Did that come out yet? Because I've only heard uh, titherings, if that's a word. Yeah, Yeah, I got a couple messages about it. So how come you get no messages? Nobody tells me shit. I don't get messages either. So we need to get in that. Message board. You need to get that comedy amber alert <laughs> situation. <laughs> it's fucking shining on the side of 95. Promoters are harassing people. <laughs> All of them, probably. Ah, oh, man. What a fucking dog shit thing to do. People yeah. just trying to follow their dreams and you're trying to get your dick wet because people are hungry to do the thing they love. Fuck you. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Fuck you, whoever. What's yeah. he doing? Just undid Is all that, that the problematic story? racism. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. It's hard to do it to non-comedians because it's like, hey, you want to do this show? They're like, I work at a bank. You lose <laughs> yeah. your leverage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> and so so one thing <laughs> is the name of the game. That was a good yeah. show, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so one thing is like uh, pick a thing from another city that you would like to see in New Haven. Because you, you both grew up around here. You're both from yeah. the valley. Yeah. The valley folk. <laughs> yeah. We're horseshit people. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. I just inferred yeah. it and let the audience no, no, I agree. paint the picture. We're from an awful factory town straight out of a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. Uh, Derby? No. <laughs> Ansonia, so same, 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 same thing. thing well, every town in the valley, really. I mean, well, like, yeah. it used to be known as Phelpsville before they split off and Derby became Derby <laughs> and Ansonia <laughs> became Ansonia. Is that true? Yeah, 100%. Mm. The founder's name was Anson Green Phelps. 
And <laughs> when did this happen? Damn, did you just go to the David Humphreys house recently? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't think it was no, a learning. This guy's got straight field trip knowledge right now. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> to answer that, yes. <laughs> no, I don't know why that stuck with me, but I, it did. Maybe when did this happen? Like, what year did they split? Probably, I think it was like. Like in your S- lifetime? 16. No. Oh, a long oh, time ago. All the towns oh, were a long time ancient. ago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 18 I some. I didn't go to Phelpsville well, no, because like Orange or like Stratford, one of those towns is not that old. You know what I mean? They don't want to split off from like Milford. No, like, Stratford. Like that. Stratford that was and still Milford. a while ago. That, no, Stratford's one of the oldest ago. settlements in Connecticut. Yeah. And so is Milford, too. They got an old church over there that uh, Satan goes to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with a good port, you know. They've been mm. around for a long time. Mm. Right. Oh, you don't mean the wine. Gotcha. Ah, Uh, Right. Sorry. All right. So one thing (laughs) from another city that you would like to see in New Haven, because we're going to basically call New Haven your home city, because that was how I got you on this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I live here. I live here. Right. Um, I would like your closest place. Yeah. I would like to see maybe the Daily Planet, the um, (laughs) the newspaper. From Metropolis. From Metropolis. Yeah. Why Why the Daily Planet? Because we need a big newspaper, and the register just ain't cutting it anymore. Right. Nobody's covering Superman yeah. around There's here. There's not enough news about Superman. <laughs> 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 that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I thought it was comedy-centric, uh, so I put Fairfield Comedy Club. I just wanted to steal oh. it. Oh, yeah. Steal it that and works. put it here. You never know, brother. You can We can be comedy-centric. Yeah, I mean, this is about Joker's Wild and whatnot. Yeah. But if we're going uh, with anything, uh, let's get um, Tony Luke's from Philadelphia in oh, here. Oh, cheesesteaks. Oh, all right. The grease pit. The grease pit, yeah. Some <laughs> roast pork and broccoli rum. Uh, you really are an Italian fella, huh? He's <laughs> 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 just staring off for the faces. Are you just fantasizing? I didn't about want anyone listening like... to know that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of put me on the spot. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really talk about that publicly. <laughs> didn't you get banned for talking shit about Italian people from Facebook? You went to Facebook jail once, didn't you? Yeah, I did get a temporary 24-hour uh, Facebook jail for Really? <laughs> what did you was, say? It was just me and another Italian dude shitting on our shared culture, and somebody reported it as wow. racist. Wow. Yeah. I thought that only happened about uh, Israel stuff. That's That can be happened about Italian people. Yeah. Wow. It really, any as long as somebody gets mad enough to hit that report button, it doesn't matter the context or anything, you're going to you're gonna get a temp ban. Wow. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that does about does it, I think. <laughs> uh, hopefully, everybody learned something about Jugger's Wild. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the audience members. You already knew. Oh That's yeah. Fine. It, I was. It, yeah, you, I, you weren't going to learn anything. Were you hoping there. to learn some more? <laughs> um, you didn't really get any get the insight you were looking for. Yeah, not from what I was putting out there. <laughs> I think we all learned about how important Metropolis is to your heart, and that's something. Yeah. I feel like I didn't have enough Joker's Wild uh, knowledge for the t- amount of time I spent there. I think I was in a blackout most of the time we were there. I think everybody was. Because of that auxiliary fridge full of booze I was telling you about. So <laughs> everything's a little hazy. That's all right. You you know as much as anybody I know, and that's all that matters. Mm. So I want to try that Joker's Wild Pizza. <laughs> there might be some dough still it's in probably still up there yeah it's just we should break just the, in there the fridge has been unplugged so it might be just be yeast rising all over the place yes. <laughs> it'd be great to break in there and do an invite only comedy show just in like the remains of joker's wild oh yeah the guts there's nothing sexier than out of control yeast <laughs> <laughs> i imagine it looks a lot like the walking dead in there you know yes 
Yes. <laughs> Full of... <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while. Famous character actors. <laughs> anyway, all I right. I think we should kind of just let the podcast fade out as we talk about <laughs> <laughs> decrepit Joker's Wild, actually. And we do a new thing where we just fade out mid-conversation. It's great. Uh, okay, so this is the end of it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, first, let's do some plugs. If you have anything to plug. Dan, anything? Uh, it's Words and music is this week, uh, so it's not going to work. PST It'll already happened. PST is every other Tuesday. The next one is February 26th. Sign up starts at 8 o'clock at Pacific Standard Tavern, 212 Crown Street, New Haven. Sign up 8 o'clock. Show starts at 9. That's, that's, uh, the that's one good. And you play. can sometimes see him at Fairfield Comedy Club. Yeah, you see me there a bunch, uh, yeah. usually in other and places. Maybe it's Gangfest again this year. Who knows? Yeah, I got a bunch. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff, but it's not until March. So yeah. Fuck that. Stash? All right, so uh, by the time this comes out, you guys have already heard the tales of the amazing sold-out Rumi's comedy show at the That's Rough right. Draft, uh, February 21st. But March 21st, uh, we'll be back uh, with another Rumi's comedy show uh, headlined by Andrew Manning, a friend of ours, comic from New York City. Cool. Um, and I'm really excited to hear what he's been working on down in New York. Great joke writer. Uh, as always, we'll have a beautiful and diverse cast of comedians. And it should be a great time. Sweet. Mm. Yeah. I will also be on that show. <laughs> so I don't think I have anything. Double plug. March. Yeah. Next Saturday, I'm at Randall's in West Haven. So if you want to spend $27 to see a bunch of comics you've never heard of <laughs> in Brian Bargainer, I'll be in West Haven listening to people complain about Hillary Clinton <laughs> in the bathroom. That's, that's how it goes. Uh, yeah, it's Colin. And if you want to check out one of Colin's apartments, just go to Craigslist. I'm on Craigslist. <laughs> At the bottom, it'll say, call Colin and have my phone number. That's how you can identify one of mine. <laughs> nice. Well, this is a different Colin. Yeah, it could be a different one. Well, hopefully he's not using my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they'll Either way, actually. I hope number. he is, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to take down your info because I'm pretty sure Josh is going to get married in the very near future and I'm going to get kicked out of this uh, place. Oh, yeah. So. There we go. Wow. That Next be podcast topic. Yeah. That would be pretty surprising. <laughs> I'm convinced. Given my history with relationships, I wouldn't. wouldn't worry about it. wouldn't sell your stake quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> you can be single by next week. It's really... <laughs> Roller coaster. Yeah. I have emotional problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dan and Stoss, for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Colin, as always. Yeah, man. Good to be here. This is fun. Busy people and lots of yellies. Worcester hipsters and bad up townies. We have more than pizza in common. Two rocks for bookends. New Haven, New Haven, New Haven, between two rocks. Between two rocks.